Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (laughs) This is... Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning, Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the rowdy on a Monday, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How's it going today, my man? It's going pretty good. You're just stirring the shit. I am, yeah. I was trying to to start some fights in the group before we got going. Start it off, yeah. Yeah, we don't have all of our our normal our our fighting people in here. This is all the the people who agree with every single thing we say, no matter what it is, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be part of that live group, you can always go to joingml.com. Pay the six bucks; it's freaking six dollars. Okay, with this inflation rate ticking up, and we're going to get the new one on Wednesday. By the way, for everyone paying attention to the stock market, uh, we're going to get the new ones on Wednesday. We'll see. Have we peaked? Have we hit peak inflation? Mm. Time to distribute the inflation amongst everyone now that we've hit peak inflation? I'm not really sure. We'll see what the numbers are, and I'm sure we will talk about it later on in the week. Uh, But there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on over the weekend, not only in our personal lives, but also around the entire country. So we're going to talk about some of that. Mm. Last week, we talked about the abortion thing, the old Roe v. Wade. And today, I didn't... Didn't really want to get into whether or not abortion should be allowed or not allowed or anything like that, but there's some of the reaction from people on the left has been kind of ridiculous. So the first thing we have in here is... It's been amazing. It's been really fun to watch, at least. Now, I guess what you could know is that both Charlie and I are sympathetic to both sides of the argument. I guess you could say that. Yeah. I think there are fine people on both sides. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is basically where we come in on this thing. Plus, I don't have a uterus, so I can look at this objectively. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a logical opinion on this. Clearly joking. That's that w- why we're laughing. That was clearly a write, joke. Write that on your diary. Nate and Chuck made a really funny joke on the show today. Ha ha. <laughs> and, and then continue on with your day. From the WAPO. The Bailey, sub- you are right, though. I'd say it more empathetic. Like, we're understanding. Yeah. Like, we... I have, like we can't go through an abortion. So is that what sympathize is? Yeah. Like a, okay. Yeah. So when you're we, sympathetic, it's like you have been through the same thing. We empathize. Yes. With the situation. We're understanding. Although, you know, I do have a wife and I don't want any kids. So I, I do still have opinions. So you've aborted all kinds of babies. I do. <laughs> it's our spirit. It's like the one thing that we like to do together. <laughs> God. Okay, from the WAPO. Every quarter. (laughs) The Supreme Court's anti-democratic actions extend far beyond Roe. Mm. Okay, if the Supreme Court... Supreme Court anti-democratic actions. Mm -hmm. Anti-democratic actions. Mm. Now, remember that they got to keep going along these lines of everything the right does is against democracy. They're trying to destroy democracy. And as you know, uh, saying that the people 
that have been elected by the people in their states by popular vote would be able to set their own laws on something is one of the least democratic things that you could possibly do. In, In fact, fact, it's anti-democratic. Yeah. Having a body of nine people that were appointed by an executive set the law for everyone in the entire country that they must follow, mm. that is democratic. But when those people go against what you want, then that's anti-democratic. You, don't, you wouldn't want to have to leave that up to a vote in your state. That makes total sense. Yeah. So okay. the... That's the reason I put this article in here was because I don't think this person has stopped to think. I could just leave it right there. I don't just, think they've stopped to think. That's it. About this because they're all over the place when it comes to whatever the principle is. Shows over. That's all we got to say. <laughs> if, the, if the Supreme Court adopts the substance of Samuel Alito's draft ruling ending the constitutional right to abortion, the conservative majority's radicalism will deepen the crisis of American democracy and further divide an already torn country. And yes, I put in here in notes, letting states make their own laws on something very anti-democratic. I'm not making Because an you argument. know those state representatives, they weren't voted for. No, no, they weren't voted. And in fact, those states... Um, I believe they use some kind of electoral college system like our president, right? They don't even do stuff by popular vote. It's some kind of crazy system, you know, the, the people who are in favor of democracy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. We all know that. And we all know that we would drop everything to go help someone that we care about. Just think someone in your family or one of your friends is going through a tough time. You do anything to help them, but how Often, do you give yourself the same treatment? This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Whether it's hitting the gym, making time for that haircut, or even trying therapy, you are your greatest asset. So invest the time and effort into yourself like you do for other people. Now, Charlie has been using BetterHelp for quite a long time. He has really enjoyed it. I've used it as well. And let me tell you, some of the most important moments of my life happened when I was talking to someone about what was going on. I still remember the things that I was told to this day. Just imagine if you could get that same thing and how much it would help. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Good Morning Liberty listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com GML. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. As we're talking about all this, something that just popped up to me, which is the Supreme Court ending the constitutional right to abortion. This is why we talk about natural rights mm -hmm. and not rights that government give you, because the rights that they extend to you, they could easily take away. Now, I'm not saying that abortion should be a right that they extended. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in 1976, three, four, three, they extended an abortion right, yeah, um, and now here they are taking it away. So, in thou giveth, thou returneth. 
And what is important for everyone to know, I know everyone listening to this podcast knows this, but if this opinion, if this draft does end up being the official opinion, that doesn't mean that abortion is illegal across the country. It means it's going to defer to whatever the state laws are uh, on abortion. Mm -hmm. Okay. And by the way, the way we're talking about this, when I'm talking about letting states make their own laws and all that, I'm not really arguing in favor of what they're doing. That's not the purpose of it. I'm really arguing against this person's really terrible basis for their argument. All right. All I all I really want from people that are making arguments is for them to be at least good arguments. I was having a conversation this weekend. By the way, I got some stories to tell from this weekend. But I was having a conversation this weekend, and they were talking about paying off people's college debts. And they someone had mentioned, well, uh, I paid for my college so it's not fair for other people to get their college taken care of also. And I just said, they were talking about someone else that was making it. So the person wasn't in the room just because I'm not, uh, I don't, uh, I'm not controversial. I'm not a combative with people mm-hmm. in person. And so anyway, I said, yeah, that's not a good argument. It's it really, if you want to argue against the government uh, writing off all the student loans or paying for college for people. There's plenty of arguments to make, but saying that because you had to go some through something that that means someone else should also have to go through something that doesn't get to the root cause of whether or not it's right for people to have to pay for this thing or not. It's like a, it's like a, a, a slave getting mad that someone else wasn't free or something like that. Well, I had that. I was a slave for a long time. That's just not fair that they're coming over yeah. here and that, and they're not going to have to be enslaved. Well, they should have to go through the same thing I did. That's kind of the, what that argument sounds like to me. I'm just saying, let's all make good arguments. Yeah. We're and talking about you notice stuff. a lot of times when people argue about things, they argue about how they feel. Mm-hmm. Well, like just, that doesn't feel fair. It's not. And yeah. That's the truth. That is, that is absolutely true. One of I think you could say one of the fundamental truths of, of human consciousness is it ain't fair. Ain't nothing fair, man. It They're, ain't fair. They right. go on to say, the WAPO goes on to say, there is an irony to this since in principle the Alito opinion is all about democracy. Because Alito says, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elective representatives. Hmm. And we're going to have to go on and say why this isn't democracy course. The backlash against Alito's approach is certainly a case of democracy in action. Okay, now, returning what he said right there again, the backlash against what the SCOTUS is doing is certainly a case of democracy in action. Now, sending this back to the states where the popular vote decides what their laws are going to be, that is anti-democracy, just so we can all, so we're all keeping note. But people getting mad about what the SCOTUS is doing, that is a case of democracy in action. In action. DIA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, so protesting. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. One of the unintended consequences of ruling along the lines he proposes would be the mobilization of pro-choice voters outraged by a sudden shift in the legal status of abortion. And I highlighted unintended consequences because I don't think that's an unintended consequence. He says this should go to the states for debate among the people in the states. He's not saying that we're going to do this and then no one's going to protest. No one's going to say anything about it. No one's going to vote based on it. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying they should be able to vote in their states on whether or not they want to make it illegal. Exactly. Even as they harvested pro-life voters, conservatives engaged in a deceptive two-step, uh, deceptive two-step. 
Like a so, dance? Like a dance, I think. Like a, decep- a deceptive interpretive dance. I think it was funny, though, they point out, except for Donald Trump, who said outright that he would be appointing pro-life judges. So I heard someone else mention this earlier. I'm like, so what you're saying is Trump said he was going to do something and then he did it. Yes. <laughs> That's weird. Republican politicians typically veiled their intentions behind abstract promises to back the strict constructionists who wouldn't legislate from the bench. So just so you know what SCOTUS is doing by allowing legislators in states to make their own laws, what SCOTUS is doing is legislating from the bench. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the original ro- ruling, that wasn't legislating mm-hmm. from the they're bench. They're also right? uh, they're, they're overturning precedent and setting new precedent. Mm-hmm. Which they would be fine with overturning this new precedent. Yes. Because it's, yeah, because it's wrong. Even if this went on for 50 years, they would be like, oh, yeah, you can still turn over this precedent. That's fine. And we've talked about this before, by the way. I don't like, I don't like precedent that much. You can't say, well, because they ruled this 50 years ago, then therefore it's got to be true still. Otherwise, Jim Crow would still be. Yeah, exactly. Well, we did have Jim Crow 2.0, but we're still in it. I think this is 3.0. This is Jane Crow (laughs) 3.0 is what's happening right now. Even now, most Republicans don't want to talk about Roe. That's because they know how unpopular eviscerating abortion rights would be. That's not actually true. Uh, A lot of people, the majority of the country, is in favor of some restrictions on abortion. Now, Common sense. uh, Common sense restrictions. Common sense uh, abortion laws is what they are in favor of. Now, a majority are not in favor of just banning it outright all across the board where you can't get it. All right, so that would be true. But if you were to, say, set a limit on it, like uh, 12 weeks, something like that, actually the majority of the country would be in favor of that. So we're just kind of going back and forth on extremes right here. Uh, So they focus instead on how horrible it is that the draft opinion leaked out of the court. The big leak showed how how political this court majority is and reminded people of the anti-democratic power grab that created it. Still, all right, still going on Mm anti-democratic right now. Now, they have been focusing a lot on the leak. People on the right have. I happen to think that the leak is a big deal if you're thinking about American institutions that are not supposed to be uh, that are not supposed to succumb to political pressure and they're just supposed to look at the Constitution and make decisions even if they're unpopular. Uh, that that's what they're supposed to do. Now, is that what we really get from the Supreme Court all the time? No, nah, no, nah, not that's really. Why everything's way too public. They're still appointed by politicians. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have their own political opinions that they use when they read things. But I do like the idea that it's not supposed to be a political branch of the of the government. And that's the reason that they're talking about this leak. Another reason is that uh, we've heard consistently from the left that the right is wanting to institute fascism, uh, authoritarianism, all this stuff, anti-democracy, anti-American values. They don't care about the, the Galdern Constitution anymore, whatever it is that they say. But then... When something like this happens and you go directly after an institution and you try to pressure it, put political pressure or even pressure of potential violence on those people, like we're about to talk about, then you lose really the basis of why that institution exists in the first place. So I do see that as being a danger. And reverse this, if this was, let's say, a left-leaning issue that the Supreme Court was ruling on that was leaked, 
right, they would be just as upset. Mm -hmm. So it's like they point the finger, like, why are you focusing on the leak? It's like, well, you would be focusing on the leak too, right? (laughs) Call the plumber. Everyone's a... Everyone's a hypocrite mm-hmm. these days, except for the, you, you fine people listening to this podcast yep. right now. We got the largest group of non-hypocrites that there are in all of politics. Mm. Conservatives hate it when anyone points out this truth. Three of the five reportedly anti-road justices were named by a president who lost the popular vote by 2.9 million and were confirmed by senators representing a minority of the nation's population. Inside of that argument, they're basically saying that minorities should be ruled by the majority, which is always a really weird uh, idea to throw out there when you care a lot about minorities. I, I don't mean, know. that's the democratic way. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> that is that is actually yeah. Anyway, yeah, the courts Both figuratively and literally the court's conservative majority has sabotaged all manner of democratically enacted laws, environmental and labor regulations limits on the role of money in politics and therefore by the way inside of enacted laws they talk about environmental and labor regulations which come from our bureaucracy literally named regulations and not only that but but laws by the way which were democratically passed the courts also struck down Mm -hmm. like gay marriage for instance yeah like the court struck down all of the states who had gay marriage as legal uh, or all of them that were illegal. They struck all those down because their job is not to enshrine the democratically passed laws and be like, well, we can't touch this law. It was democratically passed. (laughs) Their job is not to protect every law that has been passed by the U S government. Right. That's a, that's not it at all. The best path towards reducing the incidence of abortion is to offer far more support to women, both during pregnancy and as they raise their children Is anybody arguing against that, by the way? Well, by support, they mean that they want to put a gun to your head and take money out of your account and and take care of people's children. No, I understand that. But when you're talking about like the literal sense of supporting women and both during pregnancy and as you raise, like, is anyone out there saying like, man, these kids? (laughs) Yeah, I hate like I hope they all, you know, are roaming the streets by themselves. I don't think most people are like that. In fact, most people I meet uh, typically uh, support women, especially single moms, and they support the kids in, in all kinds of various ways, either through donation of their time or through charities or whatever it is. There's all kinds of specific women and kids programs out there. One of the best things to this support- whole hospitals dedicated to children. One of the best things to support women and children, by the way, is having a strong family which is something that the more radical left is actually against is the whole idea of having a strong family from what I can tell anyway. And, and so maybe we just have different solutions to the same problem right here. I don't know. I want people to be able to take care of themselves and their children and other people want other people to be able to take care of other people's uh, children and, yeah. and other women. So just different different ways of trying to do the same thing here. Because he said he says here by walking away from child credits, expanded child care, and paid paternal leave, our nation has signaled its indifference to their struggles. As if that's the only way you could signal your support for women and children is that is through government programs. Yeah. It's your only way to support them. And if you don't, then well, you just hate kids. Yeah. And women. In fact, we should just kill the kid. 
Instead. In fact, we have hospitals dedicated to women, by the way. Mm. I don't have you seen a hospital dedicated I've to women? never seen that before, no. Mm-mm. I've seen men's clinics. I've but, never even seen the women. I didn't know that there were women's hospitals. Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. There's like a whole so. yeah, a whole woman's hospital. I've never never been the one before. Yeah. So I was gonna go there and tell people what to do, but I haven't seen one. So <laughs> uh, let's go over some of these protests that are going on right now, Charles right, from, from from MSN. MSN here. Abortion rights activists demonstrate outside conservative Supreme Court justices' homes. Hmm. Now, who knew this was going to happen? Mm. Definitely uh, not the person that leaked everything. Mm-mm. Activists supporting abortion rights demonstrated outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices over the weekend. Abortion rights proponents are planning additional protests outside justices' homes this week in the wake of last Monday's leaked opinion that suggested a majority of the court would overturn Roe v. Wade. On Saturday, people gathered outside the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh in Maryland. Shutdown DC is advertising another demonstration planned for Monday night outside Samuel Alito's house, the author of the leaked draft opinion. The group said on its website that it will hold a candlelight vigil, quote, for all these rights that Alito is threatening to take away, where speakers will share testimony i thought they're gonna hold a candle for the kids <laughs> no that's not it <laughs> for all that's ones. exactly what i was <laughs> <laughs> no we're, we're gonna hold a candle for the kids that, uh, people for, just for the fact that we can't kill the kids listen we're not gonna solve this problem because people just have very strong differences on this but you got to realize how just diametrically opposed these two opinions are because on one side you've got a candlelight vigil for the right to kill your unborn kid being taken away from you. And then the other side would want to hold a candlelight vigil for, you know, all the hundreds of thousands of kids that are aborted every single year. And so just on a, on the candlelight vigil scale, we've got very strong opposing viewpoints here for the reasons of having a candlelight vigil. I'm just saying, I mean, I truly believe I could be totally wrong. But I truly believe 100 to 200 years from now we'll look back on this in the same view that we did all the other massive atrocities to humankind. I think in 200 years we'll look back and think it was weird that women actually had to carry babies for nine months, you know, because they're they're just going to be in like tanks or whatever, you know, supplying energy to the machines. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, Justice Alito's draft opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade is beyond alarming, the group said on its website. It would not only allow states to outlaw abortion, which is already de facto unavailable to many who need it, particularly people from marginalized communities. Now, of course, you got to throw that in there. Yes, you have to, Mm -hmm. for sure. But could also be used to allow states to outlaw contraception, same-sex marriage, protections for LGBTQ folks, and even interracial marriage. No. No. Literally none of that is true, by the way. Now, they could... I don't know what they're going to be able to do with contraception. Uh, we'll see. We do have a story about that here in a second. Um, but this whole freak out over same-sex marriage and interracial marriage based on Roe v. Wade is is not warranted right now at all. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. We talked about it, I think, on Friday and maybe even Thursday last week. Um, the, the equal protections clause, you're essentially saying since one thing is available for one group of people, then it must be made available for all groups of people. 
Now, in abortion, that is not the case because you're not saying that men can still have abortions, but women can't. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that white people can have abortions, but black people can't. That's not what we have right now. And so the equal protections is not going to qualify when no one is allowed to do this thing. So that's not, and that's where you get the same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. Now, did they use the 14th some in this? Yeah. They also used, they found the right to privacy and all those different amendments. And they, they decided there was a right to privacy. But this is a totally different thing. Totally different. Now, if I'm wrong on this, then, then I'll say I'm wrong. And so Charlie well, will say that he's not right. The problem is you said men. Mm, yeah. That's where you're wrong. It's people who have uteruses and people that don't. And look, what we talked about, what I said last week is that, and what we talked about plenty of times is that it's not fair. It's mm-hmm. not equal. Like one, you can look at it one of two ways. And I, and I know people do this. It's like either unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to view it in your life. Those of you that have uteruses, you have uteruses. And currently with the state of uh, technology and what we have is that, you know, life, human life does pass through the uterus mm. and, and that's how it has to take place. And that's, I get it. That's not fair. Like Nate, you don't have that problem. I'm not going to get pregnant. Mm-mm. Probably. There's no way. We'll see. Well, I don't know where science is going to go. I'm <laughs> yeah. never, never going to say never. So the thing about okay. it is, is that something like the equal protection clause can't exist there. I mean, and, and then I've also said, where do we stop? You know, it's height differences, you know, weight differences, attractiveness, IQ, you know, what, like where, do, where does it, where all does the equal protection clause extend to? Yeah. Until everyone is six foot two and has a six pack of abs and we can all read the same books. Like then we're all finally equal. Then we've made it. It'll never happen. That This is again, not taking inequality seriously enough. It's just, I'm not saying that we can't make improvements, but it's a part of life. You're, you're never going to fix inequality. That's some There's high quality mansplaining you're doing there, Charlie. I know. Yeah. Really yep. good. Uh, you're at, meanwhile, I so think you're mean, at the fencing. Meanwhile, yeah. high fencing was installed outside the Supreme Court last week after several nights of protest over the leaked opinion. The barriers are similar to the panels of fencing constructed around the U.S. Capitol following the Jan 6 riot. Mm. So we might have an insurrection on our hands. Mm. Now, what what is that when you try to overthrow like parts of the, the government and try to prevent them from doing their jobs so a, the government can't function properly? A coup? Yeah, and so that's basically what it is. It, it sounds like the worst day in American but history. Luckily, in this case, they're fighting against anti-democracy. <laughs> and people who thought, you know, when you think about Jan 6 protesters. Just you saying that gives me chills. Jan 6. It's scary, <laughs> isn't it? It is. Earmuffs, children. It's spooky. I'm going to put explicit on this <laughs> episode right here. Always remember, it's always good to try and put yourself in the position of other people when you're talking or arguing or whatever it is. And what I try to remember. I would never storm a Capitol building, Nate. What, what people on the left should remember is that let's say you truly believed in your heart of hearts and your brain and all, the, all that stuff that the election had been stolen from the person who rightfully won it and you went to protest and maybe even 
maybe even break some glass or something like that. Weren't you actually protesting in favor of democracy in that case? Like if you actually believe that? Now, I'm not saying whether or not they're right or they're wrong, whatever it is, but the people that were there protesting were protesting in favor of an election being fair and equal and, and all of that. You just have to make sure it's for the right thing, Nate. Yeah. I'm just... The agenda has to line up with it. I just think it's important to remember that when we talk about J6. You well, know? the problem is it was for Donald Trump, who mm -hmm. was clearly a fascist authoritarian. Worse than Hitler. Yes. Yeah. So Hitler saw what Trump's platform was and he was like, whoa, yeah, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. I would have so never the problem you stuff. run into with that is like you're not really fighting for democracy. Like you're using the guise of democracy, which the left doesn't do. No, no. There, it was the it was the extremists on the right, the, the extremist Trumps that were using democracy as a guise for their planned coup to execute the worst day in American history, a day which gives me chills just at the mention of it, Jan 6. Now, let us let me throw out a hypothetical for you and everyone else who's listening, just pure hypothetical. Let's say that the Supreme Court had made it possible, even though, uh, let's say there was a constitutional right, and I'll just pick eeny, meeny, miny, Second Amendment, right to bear arms. Mm. So let's just pick a random one. Just landed on that one. And let's say that literally, even though it's in the U.S. Constitution that you would have that, that they had allowed states to make their own laws about whether or not you could obtain firearms and that they had decided that that was okay, that the, you, that the states could vote and the people in power could make whatever gun laws that they possibly wanted to make. And let's say that some people on the right decided that they were going to protest this. And they were very upset about it. And they showed up outside of people's houses. Or maybe there was even a threat and they decided to put up fences around the, the SCOTUS building because they were so worried about the protests. What do you think the left's reaction to something like that would be? Now, yeah. I know this is purely hypothetical because we've, we've got the constitutional right to bear arms and that's over all of the states and the union and so that's been protected there's and no restrictions there's aren't there aren't people democratically elected in states that make laws that restrict any of your constitutional rights or anything like that that's not the case so i know that this is kind of hard to imagine um but what, what do you think the left's uh well those protests would be, be anti-democratic nate of course probably fascist i bet uh, yeah mostly fat authoritarian mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hitler-esque if kind of. not a little bit beyond like Hitler. Hitler yeah a little bit like Hitler for sure okay well anyway I'm just saying more to come on that analogy by the way once, <laughs> once we get once we get to another article here all right so I've got you know let's go since we're talking about the abortion thing we'll get it out of the way real quick and uh Charles why don't you do this too because I did so much studying on on the uh California's economic problem that they have right now today okay. but this tweet right here and then the article right below it i saw this on twitter this weekend and i saw it said it's cl close to thirty thousand retweets right now it's from someone with a blue check mark pam keith es esquire esquire uh, so an attorney i think almost thirty thousand retweets and when i saw it i was like oh crap that sucks i live mm -hmm. in tennessee okay and i may or may not have been a a customer mm -hmm. 
at, at some point in time in my life for this couple so this times a year. Tweet comes out from Pam. She says, Tennessee just banned Plan B and made it a crime punishable by a $50,000 fine to order it. Now, I saw that and I was like, that is ridiculous. This whole Roe v. Wade thing is getting out of control. Yeah, all these protesters, actually, they're mm-hmm. right. They're going to be doing all sorts of crazy nonsense. So this from this. Uh, DailyKOS.com. Uh, Republican governor signs law making abortion pills by mail a felony with a $50,000 fine. Mm. Which is um, which is plan B, right? That's, that's what that is. Uh, well, we'll find out here. Okay. The state of Tennessee just turned its clocks back to a time before clocks, apparently, as the governor signed a law making it a class E felony with a $50,000 fine for anyone to get an abortion pill through the mail, the Tennessean reports. Now this... They're turning clocks back to a time before clocks. And when we study history, the history of the Industrial Revolution, all, all kinds of stuff like that, what we know is first there were abortion pills. And then next, after like uh, you know thousands of other inventions, we got clocks. Then clocks. Right after that. And now we've turned back the time to a time uh, before we even had clocks. Not only, not only <laughs> that, but we had abortion pills by mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four o'clock. So that was, and that's enshrined in the Constitution, through, through which tele- is why the Postal Service was so important to put in the Constitution through telehealth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before clocks, when you had a virtual appointment. Yeah. <laughs> According to this bill, abortion pills may only be given to a patient in a doctor's office by a physician. A doctor must examine the patient in person and inform the patient that the patient may see the remains of the unborn child in the process of completing the abortion. A medicated. Ab- now, notice they didn't ban abortion pills. They banned them by mail. Okay. And that they can only be prescribed by a physician after seeing the doctor. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm not I'm not even saying Which, whether or not way, I agree with for that. antibiotics. Yeah. Not even saying I agree with it. Okay. I'm just saying that there's some misinformation going around. Mm-hmm. A medicated abortion has become the most common method in the U.S. in terminating early term pregnancies up to 10 weeks. According to the New York Times, the FDA permanently approved abortion pills by mail and through telehealth consultation in 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic, Yeah, which was long before clocks were invented. Way before clocks. <laughs> I don't even know how much time it was before clocks that that was invented. Yeah. <laughs> Dan says here, and on day eight, yes, God said, let there be abortion pills. <laughs> day nine, F it, clocks, fine. Yeah. <laughs> the new law states a manufacturer, supplier, pharmacy, physician, qualified physician, or other person may not provide an, an abortion-inducing drug via courier, delivery, or mail service. The bill additionally reads that all patients receiving abortion pills are required to return for a two-week follow-up visit with the provider. Uh, Editor's note, an alternate headline mentioned Plan B, which is emergency contraception and not an abortion pill. Mm. The alternate headline has been removed. Here's more information on how Plan B uh, here's more information on Plan B and its availability. You know what the problem with alternate headlines are? Some people are still stuck in that alternate reality, mm-hmm. and they have no idea. I'm surprised know? they even corrected this one. I know. They didn't let it sit up for a while. So how does Plan B work? Well, it's a one-step emergency contraception. It is not an abortion pill. 
It is progestogen-only emergency contraceptive that helps prevent pregnancy before it starts by temporarily delaying ovulation or the release of an egg from the ovary. It typically, it basically is like a double dose of, or an increased dose of what you're already what you're already taking if you're on birth control. Mm. Uh, that's like literally all it is. So, um, I yeah, the misinformation here is ridiculous. Now, this was flagged as misinformation, right? Because um, we trust. You know, it was posted on May 7th, and there was no correction, and it was not flagged as misinformation. But when I first saw it... it That's had, because Elon Musk took over, so yeah. we don't, there's no longer going to be a misinformation flag. I posted on there with the link to the article, is this one of the people that you're worried Elon Musk is going to not ban <laughs> on Twitter after he takes over? Yeah. So, no, it had about 3,000 retweets when I saw it on May 7th, and now it's got close to 30,000 retweets and you go through the comments on there. And the problem is when you get the misinformation and listen, it's not on Twitter to decide what the truth is. Okay. I really don't. I really don't think that. Yeah. We're not arguing that this no. should be flagged. It's on all. You can say whatever the hell you want. It's on this person and all of the people on there to do what I did. Because when I saw that tweet, I was like, well, that kind of sucks. You know, it's, mm. it's kind of, it's kind of good in the, in an emergency situation, you know, stuff happens. Okay. So you got an emergency situation there. So I was like, Ooh, I need to check and see if this is true. That's what happened in, in my head. I was like, I need to see if this is true. I need to see what's going on. And you know, the problem is, couple is like, later, like a one in 100,000. Yeah. Most the 999. <laughs> thousand other people but instead of being dependent on twitter to do it or on this person to do it what people need to realize is when you see something the first thing you got to do is say i need to make sure this is true and then go check on it now maybe we're in a unique position because we talk about stuff and we have to try and make sure that it's true before we talk about it all the time but when i see something like that i just want to go check it and the very first option on it was this article from tennessee saying that they made a correction and that this does not include plan b at all yeah so anyway just so everyone knows in tennessee yeah and i you know like you said i don't know what the what the um i don't know if they're going to try to ban contraceptives at all like i i don't see that getting very far no if they do try it and the um, thing if they do do that that's not going to be a popular thing to do okay no. i don't think I think that's a ridiculous thing to try and do. That does go into the idea that you're actually trying to control people's sex lives and not just control women, but men also. You're just being a very powerful, overreaching government. You're trying to organize the society with the perfect people that you that you want. Um, because you could say there could be good outcomes, like, hey, uh, maybe you make sure that you're financially set up before you do something that's going to end up with you being pregnant. Make sure maybe you make sure that you don't just go around uh, jumping from tree to tree, you know, and uh, and doing that kind of thing. Uh, and maybe our society would be better if we didn't do that, you know. But that's not the government's job. It's no. not. The no. only thing is, uh, you just there are repercussions, there are consequences to actions, and whether or not people should actually have to deal with those consequences, that's up for that's up for other people. I'll continue to say I have no clue. So, mm -hmm. amen. Yeah. I was in a discussion about this um, too, as well. And we talked about gun rights earlier. Somebody had, had used that uh, in an argument with me. 
essentially. It's like, well, you care so much about your right to own a gun. And I was like, well, yeah, that's true. And uh, would you be upset if they tried to take your right to own a gun away? I was like, well, yeah, yeah, that would be. And they were like, well, this is the same thing. We have a right to this. And I was like, well, a major difference is the right to uh, bear arms doesn't take a sacrifice. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> I don't have to sacrifice a lamb, a child, uh, anything else to secure that right. No one all. died in the process of you getting no. the guns that you have, right? Now, if I exercise my right to self-defense, it's potential to lose life there. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, for to me to, to bear an arm, an arm or multiple arms, it doesn't take, it doesn't take killing anyone to, to get that. And like you mentioned, the other thing about gun rights is uh, there's plenty of restrictions on by plenty of states mm -hmm. on that, which that TikTok video comes into play in my oh, mind. Yeah. It's like, we're not coming after your abortions at all. We're just for common sense abortion control is all. Yeah. They're not saying we, as in this podcast, I was paraphrasing <laughs> that. Uh, I think my, per I have very strong pro-life personal beliefs and then a very limited government belief. Um, and I know people make fun of me, but the only logical way I see abortion ever working from a legal standpoint where you're both protecting the property rights and self-ownership of the uterus mm -hmm. having person and also protecting the, the life and the self-ownership of the fetus because I believe it to be a life along with uh, biologists and embryo embryologists. Um, they all believe it to be a life, by the way. Um, the the only... Nine out of ten. We can't say they all. Yeah. I nine, don't think. Yeah. Nine out of ten. The consensus mm. among them. 97% of biologists. Exactly. Okay. Um, so anyway, what the only way I see to protect both of those rights, because I see both of those rights being equal is evictionism. And I know people are like, well, that's not realistic. And I'm like, well, I don't care. Mm -hmm. It satisfies the logical argument of whose rights are more important. They both are equally important. Yeah. Um, all right. You know, we, it's almost 1.30 right now, and this next story is kind of long. It's very interesting. I don't know. If, I guess we've only been going for 40 minutes right now. but We I, can wrap. I'm, you yeah. you want to wrap? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we should. It's already it's already about 1.30, and it's. Uh, I want to make sure we spend plenty of time on this. Something that we've alluded to a lot, and we will talk about it tomorrow, is California's drought slash water shortage situation. The Colorado right River is disappearing. It's all gone. Yeah. But the, uh, I'll just allude to it a little bit. Really bad problem they have there is that about 85% of their water is used by farms that are in places that um, there shouldn't be farms there. Okay. They're literally only there because they can do irrigation. That's it. And they subsidize the water prices for the farmers to the tune of uh, being about 5% of the cost of the people who live in homes in California. And there's where their problem is right there. It's climate change. It's definitely me. climate change. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. That's up next tomorrow. Y'all uh, make sure you tune in for that. Join the live group, join gml.com. If you want to chat with us live while we go over that whole debacle. And uh, share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe, and the children. Share it with people that if have... they're still here, you know, it depends on what you what decision you made, as a, which is your right. Yeah. I was going to say to share it with people who have uteruses and, okay. and people who don't. I got you. Yeah, and then uh, hopefully the children will get to hear it one day. 
depending on our democracy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whether it's upheld or struck down as we know it. Depending on the state you live in, tell the children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, if you hit that subscribe button, then you'll be here tomorrow for that climate change discussion and the horrors surrounding the Colorado River and the watershed. Did you say whores? The horrors. Or I didn't bring up any <laughs> screenshots or anything, but I'll have to try to find some. <laughs> the horrors. Horrors. Okay. All right. If you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.